0: On this, on this episode of episode Japan, Japan 2.0. 2.0 I'd always heard that in Japan, often in traditional housing and stuff There's no nails involved in the mm. construction And that I was always curious how that works And I started just kind of looking around <laughs> older buildings And I was like, huh, yeah, I don't ever see any nails mm-hmm. in buildings um, So we started talking to the, the guy, the, the monk, the uh, yes. carpentry monk
1: refer to him as a monk from now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I kind of, one of my reasons for wanting to talk to him was uh to get the answer to that, you know? Mystical world of game and wonder. Arcade centers like no other. Nostalgia, yeah, yeah. Every moment, everything is see, you I jump all on. And my energy, everything up to this point This place has let me, yeah There's a place that's better My fascination can't go on forever So real Like a faded meeting with a friend who knew shape from beginning Two, 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 point, 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 point oh, 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 Hello and welcome to Japan 2.0 I'm with our good friend Albert today And where did we go on this Saturday adventure, Albert? Uh, the
1: Takenaka uh, Carpentry Museum, is it?
0: Yes, it's the hot spot in Kobe where everyone's going. Too hot. Too hot to hold. Uh, yeah, it's a place I saw in a magazine, like a English magazine, about a year ago or two years ago, and it, it looks so modern and cool, and I just figured all the modern, cool stuff is out in Tokyo, and when I looked at the location and saw it was right in our own neighborhood, I thought we had to go, but it's taken a while for us to get there, and I was excited to go, and... Uh, we definitely learned a lot of information that, I don't know, a ton of it's out there in English, so I thought it'd be a really good chance for us to kinda just repeat some of the things that we read and we saw. Um, yeah, what was your, just your first impression
1: there? Uh, the, uh, I, was, I was blown away by the architecture and the garden um, from, the, from the get-go, it's just stunning. Um, uh, you enter through a very low entranceway that's all wood. And the actual museum itself is—is is, uh, I don't know what what style it is, it but looks, just, it's very modern and clean yes. aesthetic, and low and wide, right? V- very low and wide, and, and just gorgeous. Uh, it's
0: it white, integrates white with
1: uh, just wood throughout. Yeah. yeah,
0: all natural materials, and uh, really integrates like the the garden around it, right? Yes, built into it. So that that alone, whenever I go to museums, actually, I kind of end up liking the building Mm -hmm. more than anything else. Like, I always think the building that holds the museum is the the most beautiful piece of art. But, I mean, this place was all about buildings and, you know, buildings. So it it might have been my best museum experience I've I've ever had. Uh,
1: Really, I think it's the most beautiful museum I've been to in Kobe.
0: A lot of it has to do with we had our own like private tour guide for part of it, yes. so we were able to just ask any question we were thinking we of. And
1: name, I wish we got his name. I wish we got his name. If you
0: ever go, look for the old, cute, bald man.
1: That's right. <laughs> I <laughs> thought he was a monk from outside. Oh, we oh were, that was the guy. Yeah, we yeah, were yeah. staring at each other, and I was going, is that a bald nun? Or... And I, and I thought I was looking at the back of his head, but he was staring right at me once I got out of the, <laughs> so the window. He,
0: he had us in his sights straight he, from the he Gika, which he, is He
1: wanted to talk with us. Yeah.
0: Well, we spent uh, probably, felt like an hour talking with a guy.
1: Easily an hour. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But we kind of started off uh, going, it's, it's really cheap if you ever make it out mm-hmm. uh, to Kobe. Uh, it's 500 yen to go. And yeah. Um, yeah, you, you could easily spend a long time there, and you get yes. free uh, like a iPod with oh, yes. a English yeah, or whatever great. language you yeah. speak. Really, uh, like tour
1: guide. And it was
0: really nice and modern,
1: very prepared for uh, English speakers, and and I think the other languages were Kore- Chinese in and in Korean. Korean. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yes.
0: And then um, we started off by really just kind of looking at the tools that they used and. Do you remember the name of that period? The very first period, oh, the, Jomon. They- Jomon. the Jomon, Jomon period. Yes. Yeah. So we looked at the tools of the Jomon period, and they used a lot of stone and uh, iron.
1: It was it was beautiful. Um, I believe it's a b- basalt. Um, it's a black rock. Um, sometimes you'll see it in gardens uh, as trim on the on the walkways and stuff along the sides. Um, but shiny and and uh, not not shiny, but but just smooth and and dark dark black.
0: Yeah, and they would show like compared to like an iron axe that we might have in more modern times and this stone one, you know, the ways it would cut the wood. and
1: I crush the it would crush the fibers rather than
0: uh, cut it cleanly. That's right, so there's these long strings, you know, and um yeah, there's, just, there's a lot of wood there in general, you know, uh, at this place. That seemed to be a big big theme. Um, I thought about wood and the fibers of wood and the rings of wood more than <laughs> I maybe have in a long time. Yes. Uh, but it was kind of cool to see, you know, start from way back when, you know, 500 BC up to now. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of jumps in the time frame, you know, Whereas I was kind of like, all right, there's a thousand years that went by. Right. I wonder what happened what with, happened the, with the tools yeah. then. But um, years talking too about tools, about um, like a handsaw in Japan is pretty different. Mm-hmm. But even today when you go to a hardware store yes. from back home, and then you got to see some of like the origins of why... Those hand saws we still have today in Japan are different from back home,
1: and because yes. that's the way they've been forever, right? I, I, I think so. It didn't look anything different from what uh, what I bought at the uh, hardware store a couple of years ago to make a skateboard to ramp.
0: Yeah, so it hasn't changed in a thousand years. Basically, the difference is it, it's like the handle of a sword, almost just like yes. a wooden handle, straight handle. Two, two-handed. There's nothing you would like uh, make. Kind of like a fist or like to hold on to you know, like we would have yeah,
1: no no grip no uh, grip yeah yeah there in, you go. in the traditional western uh saw sense yeah mm,
0: so you just hold this handle and you just go back and forth and it's a double-edged uh saw yes,
1: double one's yeah. more
0: coarse one's more fine exactly uh so yeah just just things like that and uh then we are going on to like another section
1: and I'd always heard
0: that in Japan, often in traditional housing and stuff, there's no nails involved in the mm. construction, and that I was always curious how that works, and I started just kind of looking around <laughs> older buildings, and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't ever see any nails
1: mm-hmm.
0: in buildings. Um, so we started talking to the, the guy, the, the monk, the uh, yes. carpentry monk.
1: You refer to him as the monk from now.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I kind of, one of my... Reasons for wanting to talk to him was uh, to get the answer to that, you know? And then actually, and they is... just figured out the rest yes, of it. Yes, right? exactly. Um, so that was fascinating. And then it led me to ask well, like, well, most temples and stuff in Japan are just recreations, right? Like, mm-hmm. this can't be the original, they're so old. And I've right. always heard people say that, like, oh, this isn't, it's all recreated. But I was really happy to hear that he said, no, like, for them to be considered a historical site it's somewhere between 60 and 80% that they have to still have all the original foundation and stuff. Right?
1: Yes, yeah. He yeah. wasn't 100% sure, but he was saying it, it's a definitely a high number. And That, to me, is, like,
0: so, like, I'll definitely look at temples and stuff yes. in a different light now. Because I always knew, like, oh, this ground is sacred, but, right. yeah. He was saying the outside part is what wears down the most, or, like, the corners, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, like, the center and the core that's still, still kept. Um... That, yeah that was super cool yeah then we started asking about the nail thing and he kind of like laughed at, at me for he, that he question did. right yeah like
1: he, he really uh started saying like that he's saying that's what everyone thinks he said oh, but right, they, they use a lot of uh they they use a lot of nails like in there there's a lot more use of nails than people would imagine
0: yeah um, but so it's relatively on, so relatively yeah. to western buildings and designs there are much l- less nails because he are saying that the Iron or whatever it was it was expensive.
1: Right, very expensive, so, and uh, I guess maybe time-consuming to make or mm, something, like that. or they didn't have the technology to mass-produce it. So. so
0: it is true that they use less nails, and they have to think of other methods. Yes, and that was kind of really cool. And things started getting exciting good. when he started telling us about that.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, and his, his actual home that he lives in was one of the last homes. Um, he was saying it was made about um, 1955. Was when they was. Probably the, the last year or so where they stopped making uh, homes in the traditional style, and the home he lives in is a is a actual sort of puzzled together yeah uh, traditional Japanese home.
0: Albert really hit on it. Like we kept calling it the design where they weren't using nails or minimal nails was totally like a puzzle. Like yes. it's hard to explain any other way. But there's these grooves and uh, crevices that yeah, you just kind of hook in together and from certain angles it can't be undone, but other angles it can. Uh, th- those are super cool. And that led us to start asking him about, um, like, earth- uh, me, I'm always worried about earthquakes. So I was like, yeah. so how do these hole up in earthquakes? Like, or why would you seek out a house like this so badly? Is it is it actually better or stronger? Right. And he said no, not not
1: not at all. Right. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely was a fan of. This is um, a romance. The, the newer homes in terms of
0: safety. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He laughed and even said like the roof is the main issue, right? There's yes. all this mud in the roof of
1: these traditional. Yeah, his home, uh, the one he's living in in Osaka, is. Uh, he said that I have seventy tons over my head because the way they constructed his home was they put down a layer of mud and dirt. Yeah. Maybe maybe just mud. I don't know. Some slurry. And then on top of it, they laid the heavy, uh, uh, what is it, ceramic tiles. So he said 70 tons. 70 tons, yeah. yeah. And he was even saying, like,
0: you can just hear weird sounds coming from there, like dirt's, like, falling from it.
1: It, Especially in the morning, he said, after, like, uh, the, the, what is it, the different contractions in the building Mm. occur due to the temperature and the humidity changes. That was a cool thing he talked about a lot, was, like,
0: mm, that... There is a lot of precision in some ways, but in other ways, because the wood expands or contracts and, uh, like, sometimes the angles are coming in at, the stress is really high from, like, one angle, right, Right. Uh, that they account for that by making things not that precise so there's some wiggle room. Uh, Yes. That was was fascinating. That was fascinating. Uh, Just seeing, like, when you don't have nice, clean tools to cut things, Mm. like, this wood all had a certain texture to it. And you yeah. talked about, you've been to like a restaurant before that uses that, uh, yes. yeah. and it's, uh, so I don't know how you describe it. It's like, instead of a wooden floor being flat, it just has like these grooves in it, like panel, yeah. really light panels.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you're saying it's really nice to
1: walk on. How can it, you feel it? It's, uh, yeah, the texture, it, you really feel it um, on your feet and, and just the warmth of the wood just really comes through when it's not just a smooth surface, when you actually feel like the divots that are cut into the wood it yeah, seems wonderful.
0: like it makes it hard to fit two pieces of wood together on, on it's one of the bad yes. points he was saying um trying to think uh, another thing you noticed from the tools was like instead of having like a ruler and like a pencil where you'd mark straight lines where you're going to oh, cut yes. and stuff yeah how did they do it back then
1: oh they uh they used this um uh some kind of twine um that they would stretch across the either the length of the wood or or the the side side uh, panel where the uh, where the uh, what is it the grain of the wood is and um, and they have this uh, tool that applies charcoal dust yeah. to the uh, to the whole line and then they just pick up the line and just slap it slap kinda. it yeah, yeah, yeah just let there's it snap some ten- there's the some wood. tension there yeah exactly and get a perfectly straight line and then from there they start in. Uh, putting in their chisel and then the uh, actual uh, wedges that, that crack the wood um, mm. and split it into a nice uh, vertical vertical line. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So the
0: charcoal just leaves a, a light, faint line on there that you can cut uh, a straight line. That was line fascinating. That was so cool, yeah. yeah. And we saw, like, Albert noticed a video where they just were doing that and they didn't really talk about it much. And then we found later, like, you could actually, like, in the gift store that you could buy, you could buy that tool.
1: <laughs> you could buy it for, the, the fancy yeah. one was going for about 300 bucks. Yeah, there's a cheap uh, one for a cheap e- one. Ichiman or something. Yeah, it, five, or it might like, have been $5,000, five, five thousand, yeah, 50, yeah. $50 about. Um, yeah. It looks, I'm trying to think, it almost looks like,
0: like a gourd, or like a pumpkin's, like, yeah. carved out. And it or has a, a, like a even spinning
1: a wheel quality, too. Yeah, yeah, that's it's got true. That little wheel Like a loom.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a really interesting thing. <laughs> Very interesting. Um... He really went into then. This is like the the oldest wooden structure in Japan, yeah. uh, which is a pagoda in Nara called, I believe it's Horyuji.
1: Horyuji. Horiyuji yeah. and Nara, yes.
0: And mm, that seemed to be a big. He kept coming back to that and wanted to show us things about that place. Yes. Um, yeah. So again, this place has been around for the longest time. And one int- interesting thing he told us about it was like it's kind of like a slight on china i felt like a bit but oh. he's like on oh, china they just cut wood in the center so like you got oh. the center you know the rings of the wood right. uh and it's weak and actually the one they had on display there that was cut that way it was cracked you know yeah, what are you saying but, but...
1: really split in that um across the uh layers down to the uh, center point
0: mm, but then he said like japan thought to take bigger Logs and take the outside parts away from the center rings, and those are stronger. Right. And then so to, you just get a
1: curve of the rings uh, going through it, so it's uh, it's off center. So there's uh, the center of the tree is no longer present anywhere in the beam.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so he's saying for some of like the bigger round dow- dowels and things, that uh, the tree must be massive for them right. to get that far out from the center. Yeah. Um, and he was showing us, you know, certain. So basically, these are all like things now when I'm going to go to a temple or a shrine. Like, you look at the edge oh, of the wood yeah, and you try that. to see see the rings there, you know, That's and right. see. It's
1: going to take on a whole different light. Yeah.
0: And then, when we were asking about, um, you know, are, are these buildings original or not, he kind of said there's some ways, some tells that you can look at to see, mm. to like how many times they have been remodeled or revamped. Oh,
1: right, right, right.
0: He talked about, like, uh, there was like a stamp. It yes, almost sounded yeah, like a brand, a branding and yeah. yeah. an animal or
1: something, Actually you know? burned into the uh, wood itself. So you can look for
0: those if you can read kanji, probably. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing they'd be in kanji. Then he talked about, like, there's, like, yeah, nail marks, just seeing, like, how, like, weathered, like, some of the nail marks were. Yes. Um, But, yeah, it sounded like they have really strict regulations, and they try to keep true to any uh, modifications that they make by using the same wood type and
1: all Oh, that's that. right, yeah, and they're... There were some um, buildings, though, that they could not, could no longer um, authentically recreate, just because that that particular tree had is like almost extinct or something. That's right. In yeah.
0: Japan, um, I'm trying to think. I feel like those are some of, like the main big things we learned or yeah. big takeaways. Do you feel there was anything else major that we saw or learned?
1: Uh, let me think. Uh, oh, just um, the physical structure of the interior of the museum, just yeah. uh, every area that we walked through was just gorgeous. Uh, just the stairs going up and down. just, mm. uh, just The nice lighting, beautiful wood.
0: they use a lot of natural lighting, right? Coming yes. in from there?
1: Yeah, yeah, very natural lighting and a lot of, um, I don't know what you would call it, just open areas within the middle of the building that, mm. that uh, just stretch out to the sky. Um, really beautiful. Yeah,
0: very uniquely modern Japanese architecture. And I guess one of my critiques of the museum would be like, it's definitely talking about traditional things, but the place housing it <laughs> is so different. And I, I kind of just want to know, like, how did they get from what we saw in the museum to, to this building that we're standing in now today?
1: Yeah. You know,
0: and I'm I'm kind of curious. Because I don't see a lot of the things that we were learning about the traditional days uh, in the Edo and even Meiji period
1: being used. It did look being more used, like an art gallery than a, I mean, just um, a modern art gallery rather than a... a Uh, A historical tool. uh, It it did. I I think it's still
0: uniquely Japanese, that design. Yes. I guess for me, I kind of just want to know where Ah. did modern Japanese design. They must have drawn on these influences that we were seeing, you know? But at least for me, I I couldn't really deconstruct that or see that Mm. in any way. I'd be kind of curious for like the modern version of that same museum, like the tools that are being used and the buildings and stuff. Ah. But yeah i highly recommend it uh yes. the audio guide again is really really nice and it's well done and it's easy to navigate
1: very, very easy to navigate. so we only had about three hours to spend there yeah. so we, yeah it, it is wonderful in that uh there, many of the displays you can actually touch the items oh, that's right like um the, you can see how the uh, wood pieces fit together like a puzzle mm. um, it's very interactive yeah it's very interactive they um, had a thing where we oh, could like engineer the wonderful, <laughs> yeah, how to, how to um, make a how square to the, basically yeah cut a wood piece a round wood log yeah. and square it off perfectly for like without, lumber without, yeah, um, so they it beyond they, uh, rulers they teach yeah. you the
0: calculations you would make to get the perfect square and yes. it's all about the hypotenuse that was like the key crutch to it but you can actually like take a marker on this screen and go mm. over it and uh that was
1: the first I've never seen that where you
0: I was worried yeah I didn't want to I didn't want to draw on it at first but um yeah, yeah that the audio guides like if, if you're gonna really get into it it's a smaller museum but you could spend almost a full day there you know yes um even with three hours I felt yeah I, I probably should go back you know another year or so and especially the bottom floor didn't seem to be as in-depth as the top floor but
1: uh, yeah yeah definitely it could have gone through it slower the bottom part I, I agree yes yeah there were certain sections that i was curious about that looked like shavings of wood and the yeah, guy was like yeah. reaching into the different um clear plastic containers and touching them mm. I, I don't know what that was about so uh, i'm really curious about that too now mm.
0: well anyway that's the yes. Take Naka uh, Carpentry mu- Museum.
1: Excellent uh, beef stroganoff across the street, just across the street from the uh, museum. That, that would would uh, be a nice, tasty way to end the day.
0: Yeah, it's a really cool neighborhood in general. It's got a kind of European vibe that Kobe is famous for. And uh, yeah, Albert, we got lunch. Beef, uh, rice stroganoff. Coffee, $10, right across the street. I don't remember the name of the cafe, but...
1: I don't either, yeah. Uh,
0: if you do go there, you listen to this, go eat at the nearby cafe. It's De- great.
1: Definitely. Everything was delicious. Tea was great. Uh, coffee?
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people yeah. like you know Japanese design and architecture, and that hopefully this episode can um, you know, just give a little light to some of those methods that are used, you know? Yes. And good probably a good launching point to go look deeper into some of these things if you want to know the exact names or methods used but yeah for me you know i've always considered myself a fan of that stuff and it's cool to get some of the actual techniques and yes, yeah, know a little it's, more
1: it's, that's a very uh, nice surprise I, I didn't know what to expect
0: yeah all right well that's a wrap uh hope you go if you ever do go give us uh an email or a tweet and let us know what you thought
1: until next time see ya see ya